1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. Lee Smith, the investigative journalist, writes regularly for Real Clear Politics. It's a terrific website. And uh, he is a Wall Street journalist uh, writer. And, well, it was written for them. And his new book, which is brilliant, is The Plot Against the President, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. Okay, Lee, thanks for your time again. And uh, did you... Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> okay. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that, that's nice. Thank you. Are you familiar with Representative Elise Stefanik?
0: Yes. She's been doing a fantastic and um, wonderful job on what uh, Congressman Nunes says Adam Schiff has turned from the Intelligence Committee into the Impeachment Committee. I think that this is uh, it's a it's a terrible, a terrible time for the country, this impeachment nonsense. But thank goodness it's really brought out. Uh, it's really brought out the fighting spirit in a lot of people and represent uh, Stefanik is one of them. Good, good for her. Did you uh,
1: hear uh, – I'm, I'm just debating whether it's – I don't want to waste your time. It's two minutes.
0: No, I yeah, no,
1: Are you no. okay with, with my playing for uh, – Sean, uh, can you put on a Representative Stefanik here?
0: Please. This, it's great stuff. Yeah, so Thank it's you. two minutes,
1: 12 seconds. Thank you. Uh, listen to this, my dear listeners. Listen yeah. to her uh, questioning the, uh, the ambassador, the former ambassador to Ukraine.
2: And you also testified that the Ukrainians thought it would be a good idea to set up this architecture of a special investigative office that would be all about the crimes of corruption. Correct? Yes. And I know this was before you arrived in Ukraine, but you are aware that the first case that the U.S., U.K. and Ukraine investigators worked on was in fact against the owner of Burisma. Yes. And that was during the Obama administration. Yes. And in your testimony, you and you said today, the investigation was never formally closed because, quote, it's frankly useful to keep that company hanging on a hook, right? that's your you, quote. yeah the Ukrainian investigation was never partnered quick. with the U.S. and the U.S. I understand it yeah although because we didn't see the Ukrainians moving forward on that we no longer partner with them uh, on that case or in that way but let's take a first step <clears throat> a step back the first time you personally became aware of Varisma was actually when you were being prepared by the Obama State Department for your Senate confirmation hearings and this was in the form of practice questions and answers this was your deposition and you testified that in this particular practice Q&A with the Obama State Department, it wasn't just generally about Barisma and corruption. It was specifically about Hunter Biden and Barisma. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And the exact quote from your testimony, Ambassador, is, quote, The way the question was phrased in this model Q&A was, What can you tell us about Hunter Biden's, you know, being named to the board of Barisma?'" So for the millions of Americans watching, President Obama's own State Department was so concerned about potential conflicts of interest from Hunter Biden's role at Burisma that they raised it themselves while prepping this wonderful ambassador nominee before her confirmation. And yet our Democratic colleagues and the chairman of this committee cry foul when we dare ask that same question that the Obama State Department was so concerned about. But we will continue asking it. And lastly, in my 20 seconds left. I just want to get it on record. In terms of defensive lethal aid, which you were an advocate for, that was not provided by President Obama. It was provided by President Trump. That's correct.
1: <laughs> what are you, it's it's devastating, Lee Smith. It's great, devastating.
0: Great stuff. Fantastic stuff. So,
1: so, uh, so, so it, 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 how do you read all of this? How do you read the well, American people are reading this?
0: Well, I. <laughs> I mean, it's tedious. Lots of it is tedious. The different interesting parts are the different sorts of things, like like the part you just played from Representative Stefanik, who's, who's really again at the top of her game. Um, also, I think what people can't help but see—you saw uh, Congressman Nunes last week. He was asking, he was asking the former ambassador. Uh, Jovanovic, about, you know, what direct knowledge she had of the phone call. And, of course, she was, no, on every count. I mean, no one is actually a witness to any of these things they're claiming, uh, or rather the Democrats, Adam Schiff is claiming they are witness to. I have to say it's not all that surprising that the Democrats' plans for impeachment and different witnesses would run into what and would run into a buzzsaw because what we've been watching happen here is they've been pushing this operation an information operation about about Ukraine uh, an extension of Russia gate right so it looks like Ukraine gate what was always going to happen if they started pushing stuff about Ukraine is they would get in trouble because Biden And the State Department were involved in some very, very questionable activities in Ukraine starting in 2014. The minute that the Democrats started making a case about Ukraine and about Biden, it was going to go south for them.
1: What, for example, did the State Department and Biden do?
0: They toppled the Ukrainian president in 2014, Yanukovych. This is with the, the, the Viktor Yanukovych. This is the famous, the famous uh, conversation that senior State Department official Victoria Newland has with um, with the then ambassador uh, Jeffrey, I believe is his first name, last name Piat, and she uses some foul language to refer to the European Union. And it seems that the Russians caught her on tape. Well, what they're doing—the really important part of that conversation—is not her using a, a bad word um but is the fact that they are assembling a Ukrainian government on behalf of the Ukrainian people this is the state department putting together the government of Ukraine right without the without the Ukrainian public which had which does vote for its president as we know we have the new president of Ukraine we know they vote for their president the obama administration stepped in in 2014 to make certain decisions on their own. This is, uh, so this is one of the things that was going on with the Obama administration at that time. So, I, I mean, another thing, since we're talking about Hunter Biden, remember, it's 2014, shortly after the Ukrainian, ex-Ukrainian president Yanukovych goes into exile to Moscow. It's two months after this that Hunter Biden is appointed to the board of Burisma. The company Burisma it's owned by an ally of the former president, who is now in exile. There are lots of very, very strange activities that we want to get to the bottom of. We wanted to get to the bottom of. Well, well
1: what's what's preventing this from happening?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, we have uh, we have the impeachment committee led by uh, le- led by uh, you know high priest of the impeachment cult. Adam Schiff, that's a very important thing, uh, obstructing it. The other thing, of course, is the press, which until Trump became president, the press seemed uh, eager or at least sufficiently honest to report on some of the different activities, the Obama, Admi- Obama administration officials' activities in Ukraine. Right now, what we see is an enormous screen. Covering up everything that the Obama administration and Obama administration principles did in Ukraine.
1: Will it come out?
0: Well, I mean, I, I if um, assuming that the Democrats and I think we have to assume the Democrats will indeed impeach the president, if this does go to the Senate, I would like to think that uh, Republican senators will call everyone within their power, and who knows, every and and, and will be able to assemble. Um, a much more clear picture of what happened in Ukraine than that, w- than that which we have now. You can imagine the different people that will be called. Uh, I mean, you you can imagine Hunter Biden's former former partner, the the stepson of sec- former Secretary of State John Kerry. This is one of the reasons he he, he broke off with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer. Um, there are a lot of people who have a lot of details and information on what Hunter Biden was up to, what Vice President Biden was up to, and what the State Department was up to. It would be very excellent for the American public to have some insight into that.
1: Is there any reason that Joe Biden wouldn't be called?
0: I I, I mean, I, can't, I, I can see different reasons, different excuses they might come up with to keep him away from it, but I can't see any reason why they wouldn't call him.
1: All right, my friend, Lee Smith, ladies and gentlemen, even my uh, laconic producer says the book is brilliant, The Plot Against the President by Lee Smith. Thank you, sir. It's uh, ugly stuff. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Philip Johnson, lawyer, author, key critic of Darwinian evolution, has died at the age of 79. He graduated from Harvard, then the University of Chicago Law School, and would go on to clerk for the Chief Justice of the United States, Earl Warren. He'd then go on to teach at Berkeley School of Law. But the key moment in his life came as a result of an invitation his young daughter received to go to vacation Bible school at a local church. That exposure led to Philip Johnson's own Christian conversion. But he'll be remembered by many for his book published in 1991, Darwin on Trial, in which he challenged the dominant theory of evolution, recognizing that it could not possibly account for the world as we know it. This world, he pointed out, has nearly infinite complexity. Philip Johnson was brilliant. He was also a personal friend and a courageous defender of truth. He was born in 1940. He died just a few days ago at his home in Berkeley, California. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom.